The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Everyone, everyone knows what that sound is as we start to go live. It's wait! Did I roll a wild? We're here to make you smile. It's not hot but mild, which is good for a child's. It's it's us. We have a brand new setup here. As you can see, we are looking gorgeous. We are looking unique. We are so excited to be here for episode 99. This is 99? Of, it is 99 of wait. Did I roll a wild? A Marvel Crisis Protocol Plavlog. Tonight, we have an absolute metric ton to go over. It's so much stuff. There is no, yeah. no Dr. D to keep us on task. Well, and, and that's the thing. Shout out to Dr. D. So we are having uh, some some uh, severe weather issues here in, in upstate New York. It is icy. It is rainy. The roads are awful. Uh, I elected to record from home tonight. So you can see my beautiful office behind me, which is definitely real and not a green screen. And that looks fantastic. Right? I think it looks pretty great. But um, so Dr. D was, was going to be on tonight, but it's just uh, problematic. Uh, with with internet so apologies to him um because i know he was very excited about uh you know getting his heads crushed by you know some diamond thighs or something along those lines but i believe he did say those exact words yeah but very very legitimately <laughs> um but hey tubert hey ben how is everyone doing tonight um but yeah so we were talking about the the spider woman character cards those were revealed we also got the Ooh. tactics cards for spider woman and agent venom we yeah. also got a new OP kit for that's going to be more? live at Adepticon. You can sign up for it right now on the C event. There was an un, um, announced uh, OP kit that was on there from Marvel Crisis Protocol. You can add that to your carts. If you have tickets to Adepticon, you can go there right now and upgrade or or um, whatever you call it, sign up for that particular event. Uh, it's Spider-Man themed. It's Sinister 60. It's going to be awesome. We're going to be going over the details later in the show. Uh, we are also talking about uh, those diamond thighs of Emma Frost, as well as Psylocke, which were revealed earlier this week as well. There's so much by that one, <laughs> right? Yeah, I was not expecting that, and it was like right before we went live for like uh, for uh, before Mitch and I started streaming on Monday. This past Monday, Mitch was on. Uh, oh wait, the power phase. We played some Weapon X against some. What did I play again? Oh, Winter Guard with Rhino, who's awesome. By the way, Wait, you know in that game, I did. Not only were we able to get uh, Rhino right on time from Bearded Dragon Games and online on release day, granted very late on release day, but still done. Lindsay put yeah. it together over the weekend and painted it, and I was able to to field him on Monday. That's awesome, right? I was super I stoked. I didn't get to watch much of that game because we were 
doing a bunch of driving that day. So I was seeing the updates as Danny was driving and I was like, whoa, new models. And she was like, shut up and driving. <laughs> You're like shoving the phone in her face. She's trying to get directions for MapQuest and it's just not working. MapQuest. Look, it's Emma Frost. And she's like, I didn't know what exit I have to go on. <laughs> but so in addition to all that, uh, we're going to be at LVO next week. So no, no normal stream Monday. Um, or if you've been following and checking out the World of Warcraft streams that I've been doing Tuesday through Friday as well, and we've started a guild, we're having a, a grand old time, so I'm streaming that every afternoon, Tuesday through Friday, weekly. That will be offline next week as we will be at LVO all week, all weekend, streaming all of the incredible events and probably the biggest tournament that has happened so far for MCP, especially in person. Yeah. Will LVO be able to hold on the reins for that size tournament? Who knows? But it is certainly the biggest so far. Dan, okay. I have a very personal question for you. Something that I would never, ever, ever ask. It's only because we're so close that I feel like I'm comfortable asking this. Okay. I, I don't feel comfortable asking Dr. D this, and I probably never will. Did you hobby this week? And if so, what did you hobby? Uh, oh, I did hobby this week. I was thinking of this earlier and I was like, I didn't do any hobby this week to talk about. I did. I did get my uh, Rhino uh, nice. put together and primed. They'll get paint on him eventually, hopefully soon. I hope before LVO. Uh, otherwise, it'll be another week or so. But yeah, he's he's sitting on the paint tr tray ready to go. Uh, just haven't gotten to that yet. Beautiful. Uh, I primed a Rhino. This past week over the weekend. Wow. Uh, not only that, but for the first time ever in my adult, child, or adolescent life, I primed a model that was tacked to a prescription bottle. Oh, classic. So, the Taylor method. Right. I, I think it actually worked out really well. I wish I had, that's something I had adopted way sooner, but you know, sometimes it, it be what it do, you know? Alyssa has a good point in chat. I, I just need to make an hour and a half to do it. That's fair. I could do right on an hour and a half. So uh, during some of the WoW streams, Alyssa was putting together both Rhino and um, and, and getting Malekith together, I believe, for Ben to bring to LVO. Um, mm -hmm. Spoiler alert. And uh, I, I will say that while it only takes an hour and a half to complete Rhino, it also only takes an hour and a half to sit and stare at Malekith and figure out how you're going to get out of magnetizing him. <laughs> to, to travel with it. Right? <laughs> yeah, those wings. But they look awesome, but I would not want to like bring it on a plane. So to, to, I, I guess maybe to jump right into it because we have so much. Um, yes. The, the, one of the first reveals of the week we got was Spider-Woman's card. Um, Which was nice. It, it was super nice. You can see that up on screen here now. So Ooh. here's the thing. Uh, she's really good. You're real good. <laughs> um, this is a great box. It has a bunch of taxes yeah. cards in it. It has a whole bunch of interplay with other affiliations and other characters. Uh, this is a solid box. I see this as being a really, 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 really hot item. And... If you are thinking about getting it, I would get it quick because I, I would not be shocked if your LGSs were sold out of this one. Um, 
maybe a good place to 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 pre-order this. Uh, obviously, you can you can get it right from AMG on their web store. Another place, if you want to help a local game store and make our local game store your local game store, beardedragongames.online is a place that you could get that for maybe 15% off retail as long as it's up for pre-order. If it's not up for pre-order, you can get it on, you know, maybe for 10% off uh, using code PCME10 at checkout. In addition, quick announcement. Next month, February 18th, we will be running our first standard challenger tournament at the new Bearded Dragon here in upstate New York. So oh, I'm super excited for that. Check out the Facebook, uh, the Professional Casual Facebook, facebook.com slash professional casual for the Longshanks information and the Facebook uh, uh, group information for that as well. Get in, come up, see us, hang out, uh, play with me, Taylor, Dan, uh, Ben and Alyssa might be there. Devil Pup was talking about maybe coming up. Uh, so was uh, Half Day's Ninja. So, I mean, there, there could be a lot of people at this. It should be an absolute blast. And we have a significantly bigger, more beautiful space to run those events at Bearded Dragon Games. So please make sure to check them out. But I think it'd be the first event of its kind at the new store. Like not just MCP, but any. Oh, nice. Like that, which is exciting. Oh, yeah. Rusty has to come up for this, too. I expect a lot of you there. And, and legitimately, yeah, Rusty. don't don't go out of your way, especially if it's a, if, it's a, if, if it is a super long drive. We would just like to see you guys. That's all. There are but plenty of hotels in Oneana. There actually are a bunch. <laughs> like a lot. And February is a great time uh, for a great rate there as well, because uh, there's no college and there's no baseball in town. So uh, great time. Great time. But also there's a... Um, like a laser derm place across the hall. So if you're thinking, oh, wow, February 18th, that's right after Valentine's Day. Guess what? Spa day. Go get your nails did. Go get your tan. Go get some red light therapy right across oh, the hall. Barbershop downstairs. Get your hairs cut. Your beard yeah. trimmed. You can get it all done. You can get it all done. Make it a whole family day. I'll also be running some MCP demos during the tournament as well. So maybe you are unfamiliar on how to play. Or maybe you're bringing someone that wants to learn. You could play in the tournament, and I'll teach them how to play. So that way, when you're, you're both done, you can go home and play some more. I mean, it's pretty much going to be the, the best win, thing win. you could possibly do. Possibly do. But anywho, Jessica no Drew. <laughs> who is Ulick? But more importantly, let's look at the Spider-Woman card. Oh, yeah. So we got a four threat, which... I don't know if if anyone was expecting, but we got one and she lives up honestly to the double agent scroll infiltrator Avenger that she is. Uh, We have a she's definitely right in line with Sabretooth. Yeah. (laughs) Get his words. uh, Get his name out of your mouth. Oh, well, I guess which Sabretooth do you mean? Oh, and the cleanup phase, we decided he was the most mid four. And yeah, you know, I, I do not think she's mid. I think she is a good no, four. No. She's really, really good. So she has four, three, three for defenses, which out of the gate is pretty solid, especially yeah. when you consider some of her innates later. Uh, yeah. She has six and was it six, six or six, five, six, five. I went to swipe on my screen, but this my laptop is not a touch screen. Yeah, she's six five. Just just keep <laughs> just keep poking it. Just keep jamming. It won't, it's not doing anything. It's just changing color where I push it. <laughs> so she is a six five. She's four threat size two and a long mover. And this is actually right? one of the huge important things for me. That is oh. awesome. What's up? I was I was gonna look up. I forgot. When was the last time we got a long mover? 
it's been a dog's age. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. Viper? That's my first thought. That There's no way we haven't had a long mover since Viper, right? I don't know. I can't. I can't think of another one. It's been a long time. Yeah, who came out more recently, Black Cat or Viper? Viper, for sure. Okay. Yeah. It might legitimately be Viper. That's uh, crazy. Because none of the new Black Order stuff had it. None of the new Asgard stuff had it. Yeah. It's just nice. It's nice to see a four threat with long move. We see it most mm-hmm. like uh, Angela, of course, is more expensive. And Korbach Spider-Man is a four as well with long movement. But it's... I don't, there are very few four threats with long move. So that's right there. Right. We love long move yep. here. So that's like, oh, well, and make sure to check out next week. Uh, we won't have a live most likely unless we're able to get stuff up and running while we're at LVO setting up. Um, but Mitch guest starred on an episode to have just so we had something to play. Um, and we talk a lot about terrain, wall crawler, flying and kind of how all of that interacts with one another. The fact that this is a long mover with wall crawler is actually kind of perfect timing for that episode to come out because yeah, she's going to get really around well. a lot of that. But <laughs> but yeah, so out of the gate, just those stats honestly breathe four to me. But let's get into her builder, Bioelectric Strike. Range three. This is the meat and potatoes right here. It really is. And it's solid too. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't hesitate to spend one on this if this was like one of those mid-range uh, spenders. Oh. Absolutely. So it's range three, strength five. It is energy. And you gain power equal to the damage dealt. Here's the super awesome, super rad, cool, important thing. It has neuro disruption on a wild. Before damage is dealt, and that is insanely important. Before damage is dealt for each wild, each one, not just one, for each one in the attack roll. The defending character gains one of the following special conditions, poison, shock, or stun. Being able to apply stun on a wild prior to damage being dealt is incredible. The, we've yeah. only seen that in a few places before. One of them's like Mystique's Spender. Yeah. And outside that, there's very few places that this actually happens. Um, being able to apply stun before dealing damage is so cool. Or say you're attacking OG Sabretooth and you can apply that that stun, or I'm sorry, that shock before he, he hits you back or something along yeah. those lines. Um, what or, I like about it too is that you before damage is dealt, you can decide which one to do. So you only know you're getting one damage through and you're like, well, it's not worth it to stun. Oh yeah. You just do a different one anyway. <laughs> but if you're like, oh, I got four damage through, I got, I got a spike here, stun them so they only get one power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and I do like that too, right? Because you're right. Yeah, if you think one damage is going to be going through, choosing poison to get a power off, you know, at the start of the next uh, power phase, also not awful. Um, and she has some self synergy with poison as well. Correct. Actually, very much so. So why don't you uh, tell us about her spender, Dan? Uh, that I, my understanding, is pretty intoxicating. <laughs> All right, so she's got her Intoxicating Blast, another energy attack. It's only range two, but strength seven for three power. Uh, and after the attack is resolved, the target character drops all objective tokens it's holding, mm-hmm. which is woo but it also has a trigger on a wild for sensory overload. If the target character has the poison special condition, before damage is dealt, this character may advance the target character short. Then it drops all the any objective it's holding. So yeah. you really get to choose. You move them short if they're poisoned and place the objectives within two. 
like talk about board control. Ugh. Yes, and uh, yeah, she, she uh, this this is really kind of captured her as a character in general, where she has that kind of pheromony stuff that can make people maybe sometimes do what she uh, wants them to do. Uh, yeah. Being able to get objectives off people that's not like a straight up spend, like Enchantress or 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 Black Cat or something along those lines, um, or even Rhino's tactic card. This is on an attack. You have to have poison on there first. They have kind of created a couple layers here, right? That you need to do before you're applying this. Um, and because of her history as a as a whole, being a Hydra agent briefly, being a Scrawl, being an Avenger, I cannot tell you how excited I am to see her in Hydra, especially with uh, Baron Strucker's ability to poison, right? Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm, I, we'll get into that, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, what an awesome ability. And there's caveats there too, right? That don't make it super overwhelming. The move happens before you take the objective off. So if you are trying to get her out of dodge and get someone way away, you do have to be a little bit careful on that placement um, yeah. to make sure that you're able to still drop that within range. Because I believe... A short move is about range two. Um, so if they're not right up against you, you are probably not going to be able to pick that up. But right. But uh, it is only a range two attack, too. So she's got to be real close. Um, she's not doing this from any kind of distance. So you want to get as probably as close as you can before you use this attack. Yeah. Oh, Alyssa brings up a good point. I hadn't thought about this earlier either. She's probably going to be solid in a force oh yeah um so her first actually her only active superpower is i don't fly i glide i love the name of this one it's so good it's a range two place for two power awesome she's already super maneuverable like already incredibly maneuverable and this makes it even better now she's not using an action to get into position to potentially bioelectric strike to put poison on before you intoxicate intoxicating blast She's also going to be really good friends with Omega Red mm-hmm. to be able to yeah. give poison or um, uh, Proxima Midnight. Oh, Another yeah. Another long mover can keep up with her. She can apply poison with some range. 100%. Axel brings up a good point as well, where that all you've got, being able to take, you know, three damage to get that intoxicating blast off for uh. for free. You know, I, I think we, we, we continue to see all you've got remain kind of in a very good spot where there's constantly characters to use it on. Uh, Rhino is another. Nope. Rhino is not another one. That was a joke. Uh, but yeah, I, I really like it. I think that's solid. Um, I mean, what else could she possibly have? How about interrogate? You remember? Oh, so good. Remember agent widow, how she could get extra victory points. If she was within range two of one or more days characters during the cleanup phase. Oh, really? Huh? Yeah. So I, I know a lot of people haven't seen her before or even know that she exists, but uh, it's actually a really cool uh, reactive that can get you some victory points. Because there's so few just straight up options that characters have to get additional victory points during the cleanup phase. And they have yeah. reintroduced that one here with interrogate, which once again makes sense. Double agent, double agenting all over the place to make sure that, you know, listen, if you're there and you're going to date somebody, which granted doesn't seem like that's her primary purpose but with uh with only energy attacks there are certainly some people that she could do some heavy damage to group venom oh yeah a lot of people with with that that two strength or that yeah that two defense in in energy blob blob yes actually yeah she's not a heavy damage dealer but she's not uh no she's no slouch either no not at all 
Well, and she has martial artists. That's going to keep her around. Martial artists is so nice. Especially if she's in range for that intoxicating blast. If she's in range two uh, on physical or energy attacks, she can count blanks in her defense rolls uh, in the total successes. She also has stealth. So there's a very small window where you can attack her outside of martial prowess. If you've ever played against um, Mystique every game for months, <laughs> you'll know that, hey, there's a very specific window you need to be in to make sure that you are not getting martial artist. Um, she's also a six threat because she's immune to poison and has wall what? crawler. She's not even a Kree. What is she immune to poison for? Uh, or a robot? I think I think because she's um, she's mostly poison. Like in general, she's she's a, sp- a poisonous spider. Yeah. Woman. It, wait, or is it venomous? She's venomous, right? She's immune. Well, yeah, I mean, the poison condition should be. A venom condition because if you get bit by something and you get sick you're it's venomous if you eat something and you get sick then it's poisonous all right so don't eat <laughs> spider woman because she's immune to poison right because <laughs> yes but anyway uh, on her flip Defenses stay the same. She does drop one stamina to stamina five outside that I do not believe there are any changes on her flip yeah, I think the only change is that lower stamina, which is super, super common. Yeah. To yep. go 6-5. All right. So then you want to move right into her tactics cards? Uh, do I? Uh, these are all bangers, too. They <laughs> they really are. Uh, here we go. Let's get those up there. So we mentioned the, the double agent aspect of her character and personality a whole bunch. It's so important that she got a tactics card for it. Which is really, really, I like this one a lot. Uh, so it's unaffiliated, which is nice. Uh, it can take it wherever you take Spider-Woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, reactive at the start of the activation phase. So this is one of those I never remember to use till halfway through. Right. Uh, Spider-Woman may spend two power to play this card. Choose an enemy character. The next time the chosen character gains an activated token, remove an activated token from Spider-Woman. I can't tell what? you how much I love this card. <laughs> It's so great. I can't tell you how much I love this card. Also, uh, just real quick on the interrogate. It does not look like there's been a rules forum update yet on whether this can, in fact, stack with Black Widow, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, Taking the over under here. I don't know. I'm going to say I would imagine it would. They're two different characters that have to pay power to do it. Same. Same. It's not. Like, a ha- is it the same name? Is it the same exact thing as Agent Widow? Yes. Yep. Same power name yeah. and wording. Yeah, I feel like if you're paying power for it, there's it's not on the same character card. You know, you're not doubling up on the same superpower that way. So I feel like gut reaction. It should you should be able to do it with both. Um. So and and uh, what chat is saying right now is that maybe it can't target the same dazed character. So maybe you can't have Spider-Woman and Black Widow, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. interrogating the same prisoner. Maybe it has to be different prisoners. But I could honestly, I, I, I could see that working in any of those ways. And I guess I'd not be surprised. Um, yeah. But yeah, so with Double Agent, I love this because I love this type of play. Where during the activation phase, this just has so much use. If I have priority... And I'm putting it on a character that I don't want you to activate first. 
right? There's just, there's, there's so much work around. Do I put it on someone that I want you to use? That you want to use? That I don't want you to use? Am I doing it when you have priority to force you or feel like I'm psychically forcing you to activate a character first that I don't care if you activate it all or not, but at least it gives me a, a bigger priority somewhere else across the board? Like, I love this. It's so incredibly thematic. It fits with Hydra like a gem, just a jewel in Hydra for me. Um, I adore this card. Adore yeah, it. I, my, one of my favorite things about it is that it could not work. She might not get that other activation, and it would still probably work because, like you said, you could for you know you could essentially be deciding for your opponent what character they're activating last because mm -hmm. they're like, well, if I activate this character, then Spider Man gets to go again. And she's got a lot of red stuff on her card. So you're like, oh, whatever, you know, uh, Juggernaut. Right. He's going last now because you threw this double agent on him. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to activate him until as late as possible. Well, and, and right here's the thing, too. But even what? then, it still wouldn't work if, if she went. So right. I guess really go the other way. You'd want to activate that character sooner. Correct. I had that backwards for a minute. No, so that's the thing is depending on the on the on the scenario, if you have priority or your opponent has priority, it does change. This card has a lot of uses and is kind of very fluid. Um, whether it's for psychological control of your opponent, if it's because you have priority and you're going to activate Spider Woman first, and yeah. you don't really care, you just want to activate her twice. It could yeah to be to force your opponent's hand, and that's why it's perfect as a double agent. This could also hurt you. This could also be one of those things where uh, you use double agent and then your opponent dogpiles her so that she doesn't get a first activation, let alone a second. Right. So you put a big target on her mm -hmm. or it could cause you to lose priority, which could be major depending on the game. The, I, I love this card because there's so many like, I don't know, but it just sounds so awesome. Like to be able to remove an activated token mm -hmm. is so, especially on a, on a character with so much she can do during her turn to have another turn. And and Oof. and with that too, this this dog piles with interrogation, right? So if you activate her early and she doesn't daze the target that you're going for, um, but you have that ability, you're just removing the activated token when that targeted character activates, right? You're not saying she has to go right after them. You right. can then choose to have her go last, get into range, take someone down, or maybe someone else got taken down early in the round, and then you can interrogate them. Uh, there's a lot of really cool stuff with this. I love double agent. Um, that's an absolute and hard take for me. They nailed it with that one. That's like every time you take Spider Woman, you've got that. Correct. Correct. It's, a, it's like uh, Rhino, and this is a robbery. Right. Yep. No. No. And which were both just stellar, just really fun, really great yes. cards. Um. So the second one up is on Patrol. This is an unaffiliated reactive. An allied Spider Woman or Carol Danvers may spend two power to play this card during the power phase. This round. Whenever an enemy character interacts with or picks up an objective token, both Carol Danvers and Spider-Woman may advance short. Doesn't say advance towards, doesn't say advance away, doesn't say advance towards another objective, just advance. This is a oh, micromanaged little baby Avengers Assemble. And another thing I like about this card is that it says Carol Danvers, not Captain Marvel. So um, mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. heavily implies we'll be getting a different version of Captain Marvel uh, sometime in the future. 
the the image on the card also doesn't quite match the the current Captain Marvel we have. She's got that '90s bomber jacket and the uh, the mask. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd love to see a new, different version. Of, uh, we pretty much confirms we're going to see a new, different version of Captain Marvel in the future. Yeah, which sounds awesome. Uh, I just absolute uh, quick shout out to Alyssa in chat right now. <laughs> I just imagine a bunch of people standing over an unconscious body yelling, where are the other drugs going? In that Pete Holmes Batman <laughs> voice. I love that bit and that character so much. It's just just Spider-Woman and Black Widow just kicking somebody while they're down yelling at him. Oh no, Commissioner Gordon, there was just somebody else here. I that Those comedy bits are just so good. They're just so sleeping. Good. Um, but yeah, yeah the whole round, every time they interact or pick up an objective token, you get a short advance as if Spider-Woman's not fast enough already. Especially with the update to the crises, right? So there's now, say you're playing senators or scrolls. There's now six when there was just one on the field. And now anytime yeah. someone is interacting with them, these get short movements, not once per round, every time, and they whenever an enemy it. character interacts with. They both get it, and only one has to pay two power. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yep. Yep. And I, I love the idea of Spider-Woman getting a couple free moves, getting an activation, getting some more free moves after she's done, mm-hmm. uh, double-agenting the uh, thing off of her, getting another turn, and moving around some more, because why not? Because there's so many objectives on the table. Well, and once again... <laughs> plays into that interrogation incredibly right so like you are constantly being able to move around the battlefield when objectives are being touched so it's just the odds of you pulling off interrogation and being able to reliably do it on spider woman over black widow agent of shield are just magnanimous Mm -hmm. is that is that a word that actually works here uh sure not like kind of um maxwellian Laughing at Axel in chat, he said it's like the scene from the boys where the girls get it done when they're just yeah beating up Storm on Stormfront. Oh, just Stormfront. There we go. Her. So uh, good. All right, I'm gonna steal this next one for you, Dan, because I'm really excited about it, and I'll let you do the last one. But I am so stoked for for an assignment. Oh, good. I was going to read clean up anyway. All right, good. So uh, Guardians of the Galaxy active. So we knew that Agent Venom, or at least we were heavily, 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 heavily hoping that Agent Venom was going to be part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. And it certainly looks like he's going to with this tactics card. This isn't active. And we've seen this type before, but we've never seen it in this way where you can activate multiple of these effects. Yeah. So similar to Rogue or Deadpool's um, tactics cards. Uh, Here we go. During Agent Venom's activation, Agent Venom may spend any amount of power to play this card. Choose an option from the list below. For each two power spent, resolve each option completely before choosing the next. First off, Agent Venom, if he's within range two of an allied Gamora, Agent Venom is thrown medium. Note. He takes the collision as well. Yeah. If this he's, is he's if not a collision at all, he's only taken one. Probably. Oh, worth that's it fair. Yeah, that's probably to do fair. Three damage. Number two, if Agent Venom is within range two of an allied Groot, Agent Venom may remove up to three damage. Awesome. He just got hooked. Now he's got to get healed. 
Number three, if Agent Venom is within range two of an allied Star-Lord, Agent Venom may immediately make a full auto attack listed on Star-Lord's stat card without paying the power cost. After the attack is resolved, Agent Venom may advance short. He can use Star-Lord's spender for free and get a short advance. That is so rad. Or, yeah, I mean, he, he has to pay two power to do it, but that's, I think that's still cheaper than he does it cheaper than Star Lord does. <laughs> right. And then he also gets the advance short. Right. What? So, yeah, he gets half a hit and run and a cheaper uh, full, full auto. So then, so good. if Agent Venom is within range two of an allied racket raccoon and has already made an attack this activation, Agent Venom may immediately make an attack action. Agent Venom then advances short. Lastly, if Agent Venom is within range 2 of Drax the Destroyer, Agent Venom is thrown short and counts as size 3 during that collision. I love that Drax is the same thing as Gamora. He just throws it harder, but shorter. <laughs> he just hucks him at the ground a little ways away from him. So here's the incredible, incredible thing. The way I read this and the way this turn order works because you're resolving each effect fully. You are pre-spending a certain amount of power and then winging it based on the results. Yeah. <laughs> Gamora could throw Agent Venom at a character that is close to Drax, who's then throwing him at another character who then happens to be near Star-Lord, so then he can pick up those guns, fire a bunch, and then advance. He could go all around the board being thrown, making attacks, making short movements. And then ne and next to Groot and get all healed back up. And have no actions used. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, the, uh, the only one that costs an action is the one if he's near Rocket. So maybe immediately make an attack action. But like Star-Lord, may immediately make a full auto attack. It doesn't yeah. say, uh, it doesn't use the word action there. So, yeah. No, no, I don't think the Racket Raccoon one costs an action. You just have had to have had an action already spent on an attack earlier, which could be Star-Lord's attack. I believe. True. Yeah, because it says made an attack, doesn't say an attack action, but it says Agent Venom may immediately make an attack action. Yeah. So, so there's other effects that work that way, right? So um, uh, people that get follow-up attacks or when Daredevil spends two... Uh, for Devil's, not Devil's Deliverance, but on his injured side, it says make an attack action. Um, it's not, it would say action in that entry, like in bold, I believe, if uh, if it actually took an action. But if you... But we could double check the rule book on exactly how it describes uh, tactics cards to double check that one. But I believe I if, think if I, early in the I, chain you get that Star-Lord attack off and then you get towards Rocket at some point, you've already made an attack action. So, I, yeah, I believe you get to, yeah. but So, very legitimately, for a number of things in this particular box, we're going to need to hear from, from Neil Goldar and, and, and Thoris and some of the others over on the, the, the rules forum. I mean, with this much text on the card, of course, there's a little something that comes up. And it's not anything crazy. I think the Rockets is probably the, I want to say the worst out of the five. I think they're all amazing, but yeah. I think 
I'd be using all the other ones before rockets anyway, unless that's your only option really. But right. I love this guy. I first looked at this image and I was like, that's eh, a lot of text, but oh man, that's a really cool card. <laughs> well, and because in the past when we've seen tactics cards that are similar to this, sometimes maybe they're a little underwhelming. This one is just so perfectly thematic for Agent Venom working with the Guardians of the Galaxy, right? This is a quick yeah. time event. This is a cut scene. <laughs> Like very legitimately, you're popping off. You somehow have 10 power on them and you are just all over the place through. I, I am calling it right now. Activations where foreign assignment happens will be some of, if not the absolute longest turns in MCP. Oh, yeah. Hands I mean, down. You got. Even a couple power will make that turn take so much longer. <laughs> and because it's so versatile, because it's so wild card, just what order you choose to do things in when you decide to activate it. Like there's just so much thought that could go into this, but that's not how you should play this at all. You should spend <laughs> as much power as you can and you just full send it. It's full so, send. Uh, so moral victory, spend 10 power and do each of these in order on the card, you win the game. Ooh. <laughs> it's just, that it's kind of like if you play all your Tectus cards in a game, it's a moral victory. Also moral victory, or like, you know, if you want to go hard mode, if you want to do the mythic version, uh, do it and somehow daze Agent Venom in the final action of it, it being a throw <laughs> to take out Agent Venom at the end of all this while, you know, just pinballing him around the board. After he's already healed three, that would be very difficult. 100%. <laughs> so what does cleanup do? Uh, so the last card here is another really cool one and brings uh, shines some light on Spider-Man a little bit. Um, so it's called Cleanup. Another un this one's unaffiliated reactive. An allied Agent Venom and allied Peter Parker may each spend one power to play this card during the power phase. Agent Venom gains a spider sense superpower to the end of the round and peter parker gains symbiotic instincts until the end of the round so agent venom gets to re-roll two defense dice against physical and energy attacks and peter parker gets to make it so you can't modify your defense dice when he attacks you that's awesome so I mean, cool it, yeah especially if i mean i don't know listen uh, guardians can go wide you can fit peter parker spider-man and agent venom in a guardians list and really wreak some havoc. Uh, also, yeah. just thinking about amazing Spider-Man not having defensive rerolls being able to be used against him, just being a little bit more lethal, almost superior, some might say, in his <laughs> uh, in his hunting of prey. But I, yeah, I, I really, really, really dig that. I do wish the card had symbiotic instincts on it, though. In addition, that's to a little sense. odd. That, it, that they put spider sense in there but not symbiotic instincts because like i guess it's like well if you're using this card you have agent venom right there to look mm -hmm. at that but you also would have peter parker right there oh i oh i know why because um amazing spider-man has like the mastered spider senses right yep so he he can reroll any defense dice whereas core box spider-man has the regular spider sense you can only reroll two Okay. So in case you're using Amazing Spider-Man and not Core Box, you don't have the Spider-Sense on one of your character cards. Good thinking, AMG. Um, real back, real, real, real quick, uh, back to foreign assignment. 
in the well, in the reading of the initial paragraph before you start choosing options, it doesn't say you can only choose an option once. It says, <laughs> "Okay, I didn't think of that before. Just keep throwing him." So, at least that's how I'm reading that. You could just you could just have Drax. Hulk smashing Loki just into the same character over and over again. Um, just before he goes down, you get healed three back from you've done it three times, and you get healed after the three damage from Groot. Right after you've done four, or after you've done three, four damage collisions. Oh my god! I feel like that has to be an oversight. Awesome. I feel like that has to be an oversight, but um, or or maybe we'll be uh, you know errated or FAQ'd. But yeah, that's so good. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> Let's just said did Tim just break MCP? Uh, it still costs a bunch of power, but oh my gosh, it's so good. I mean, just rereading that may spend any amount of power to play this card. Choose an option from the list below for each two power spent. Resolve each completely before choosing the next. Yeah, nowhere does it say that you can't choose the same one again. Yeah, right. Right. Oh my god, that's so good. Right? I am so excited for Guardians to be at the top of every tournament. Uh Nate has <laughs> got to be ecstatic about this. Um wow. It just it just keeps getting better. It just keeps getting better. It's the gift that keeps on giving this box. <laughs> it really is. So What's what's going on? What are you laughing at? <laughs> Dana came down here to get some books and I said, it's the gift that keeps on giving. And she very quietly says, it's like herpes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. So next up, we got two more big things to go through. We got some special eggs. We're actually making some pretty good time. But wait, there's more. But, but wait, there's still a lot more. So uh, we're going to close with the organized play kit. Okay. Because we'll get to a point where we're like, okay, we got to focus. And there's only, we, I think we have a, a decent handle on how this OP kit works, but Emma Frost and Psylocke were revealed this week. Oh, Psylocke. And Emma, <laughs> Emma Frost, uh, coming with two models, one in her diamond form and one in her standard form. Nice. These are characters that I adore. We've speculated a lot on how they might do Emma Frost, whether they would have her maybe with some Stepford Cuckoos or something along those lines, maybe as, hen as, uh, as grunts. I guess I wasn't expecting Diamond Form, and especially as a different model, which kind of implies a whole bunch of different things, right? So if this was just a binary form, right, where she goes Diamond Form and uh, it's just a, a defense steroid. And she gains, you know, whatever invulnerability one or near to pain or something. I don't think that's what we're going to see. I think we're going to see something more like hood possessed where she's actually going to have a very different, completely separate setup. And in the box information, it does say that it comes with a separate card for that as well. Oh, I missed that. So like hood, there's she has two cards. She's not like Miss Marvel with two sides on each. Correct. injured. Interesting. So, yes, I bet uh, we were talking a bit in the Discord about how different she can be when she goes diamond form. Because typically, 
when she turns to diamond form, she loses all of her telepathy. So she should be a very different character mm-hmm. when she changes that way. She should be uh, a tank as opposed to probably more of a control piece. Right. Which, I mean, talk about just a, that is so awesome to be able to have an insanely versatile character, uh, maybe having Pierce on a bunch of stuff from having that diamond cut and karate chops, uh, some vulnerability, probably a slower mover when she's in the diamond form, maybe having some reflection uh, or something along those lines would be super rad. And then, yeah, probably a rather squishy uh, character, a, a mentalist, a control piece specialist. Uh, in the in the standard form, uh, yeah, maybe I want to see like twos for for defenses for physical and energy when she's not in diamond form because she's she can't take hits. Correct. Yeah. No. And I, I, I yeah I completely see that probably being the case. I don't know if they'd go as so far as to have her be like one one five or something like that. But I also wouldn't be shocked if that was the case. Especially I if they're going to mind it. Yeah. Especially if they're going to go with kind of those extremes, right? Now. It does seem like she'll be maybe a little straightforward. I would like to see mental domination as a spender on her. Oof, okay. Not as a tactics card. So we don't know how to use it? <laughs> Sorry, so I don't know how to use it? <laughs> um, I like that idea a lot because that's that's her thing. Like, she's not, you know, she's not telekinetic like Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. Her telepathy is not quite on the same level as Xavier, but she's much sneakier about it. Yes. Yep. I want to see some kind of possession ability too, because she's not like the Shadow King, but she's certainly done it before. That was one of um like an eye-opening moment for Iceman back in the nineties where she took over his body and she was like, Wow, you have this much power and you're not doing this with it. And she was like traveling, like she she had him jump into a river and like appear somewhere else because she just sent his psyche through the water and the ice and he like reformed his body in another spot like super far away and he was like i don't know i could do that and she's like yeah you're not even trying <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah I, yeah i'm super into this i'm really excited for the tactics cards that are going to come with this uh i would love to see like a range to stealth i would love to see uh in her in her uh you know psychic form uh, a possession would be rad I, I think they have a real opportunity to do some really incredible stuff I think that she should be a five. Agreed. Um, I have a feeling she'll be a four. But she is also a leader of a new affiliation. Hellfire Club. The Hellfire Club. Now, who else do you know of that we have out in the game that might be a part of this affiliation? Is this kind of another ex-filiation? I mean, Jean Grey's been part of the Hellfire Club. Cyclops has been part of the Hellfire Club. I mean, if you count some of the, a, you know, not ultimate reality, but like like House of M, right? The Hellfire Club was a completely different arrangement. Um, oh, I think, yeah. I think you could do kind of a lot of stuff here. I would like to see some love for characters like Cyclops uh, in in something along these lines and maybe some of the unsung heroes of, of the X-Men being able yes. to be put in this. Uh, I don't want to see Wolverine in it. No. Either one? That would make sense. Honestly, any any of the six Wolverines I don't want to see in here. Either the two regular Wolverines, the two Sabretooth Wolverines, X-23, or Honey Badger. All six of those Wolverines. Yeah, get them. Or or Jonathan, even. Yeah, none of them. Well, Jonathan's okay, actually. Jonathan could be in the Hellfire Club. I'm trying to think of who else 
would be in that affiliation. Like there's not storming like the Magneto? Club has their very core group of members that I'd be shocked if we ever got in this game. Like maybe Sebastian Shaw would like Hellfire Goons as grunts. I would actually really like that. But like uh, Pierce or Leland, like not likely. Uh, Mastermind probably that I I feel like he would be more likely at some point. Who was the kid um, that was running the Hellfire Club for a little while? He had all the masked goons. Oh right. The, well, there was like the Hellfire Club was. They kind of tried to make their own. That was run by a bunch of kids that were like there was like a Frankenstein's um, ancestor uh, kid who's like a super genius. Um, what was that? Who was that kid? Cade Killian or something like that. That sounds right. I remember um, reading some of that, or maybe I mean, there's been all these Hellfire galas as well, right? Recently, and in some of the more recent comic lines, they could. Yeah, it all depends on which what iteration of the Hellfire Club are you talking about? Because right now in the X Men universe, the Hellfire Club is like um, I think it's Emma and Sebastian's like corporation. It's like the Hellfire. Um, I don't think these are the word corporation, but it's like a legitimate business. Yeah. Kind of thing. So like, I don't know. Uh, There's a lot of potential. I don't know which way they're going to go with it Mm -hmm. because there's not a lot of characters in the game right now that fit for it to me. So I guess we'll see. Maybe we'll get some some more announcements kind of going into the, the convention season where we'll we'll get some rad new stuff. Maybe I'd love to see more a, new Hellfire characters. Yeah. Maybe it's a new Dark Dimension where. Oh, right. Where oh, Emma man. Frost is the leader. And listen, she's inducting people and constantly training up her own team and letting them constantly die all the time. You know, just in general. Hellions. Hellions. Um, thank you, Ravens Guard. Hellfire Trading Company. That's what it is. The old HTC. That's the one for me. <laughs> Uh, no, I would love to see a new. Well, we haven't seen a new affiliation card that kind of revealed things coming out in the future in a long time. So mm-hmm. I'd love to see that list with like Sebastian Shaw, Kitty Pride, um, you know, maybe like the kind of more recent Marauders group could be considered. Um, yeah, Hellfire Club. That sounds really really cool. You know, there was a different team that uh, Emma Frost helped lead for a while. Like we said, the Hellions, but. There was an X-Men team, too, right? With a very popular character that everyone wants out. Uh, that's Rebellion Edition Cyclops, post-AVX Cyclops, also as a new leader, with, uh, you know, a, a toned-down Magneto and the one, the only, Gold Balls. Gold Balls! Yeah, I want Gold Balls Edition, not Egg. Yeah, yeah. If it, Gold Balls is a way better name. Gold Balls are nothing. <laughs> gold Balls are bust. Um, so moving, moving right along to Psylocke, here's my expectation. She'll be a three and I will be mad about it. (laughs) (laughs) So she will have a character card like magic. I I am expecting 100% a replay of my reaction to magic where I'm like, Psylocke is so awesome. This, all this stuff is dumb. It's just Pierce. And then she'll have some ability that I'll read wrong where she counts (laughs) the opponent's wilds or whatever as successes and anything that she does. And, uh, yeah, and then I'll be like, oh, wow, she's actually pretty solid. I hope for a Crimson Dawn version of Psylocke when she was, like, sort of possessed by demons and had uh, more powers besides her, like, psychic knife. Um, so she'll have, she'll have a rad mystic attack that's, like, super close range with Pierce yes. and whatnot. Um, maybe concussive because we need that in more places. And 
I want out. her to have a shadow step ability where she has like a place within two because she used for a brief time she could teleport through shadows and that was awesome i didn't know that actually that's pretty rad oh yeah there's a mini series called crimson dawn that's all about psylocke and archangel uh trying to deal with this stuff when he had feathered wings but was still blue whatever in the 90s really cool uh mini series uh but yeah she was like all she was all kinds of messed up like mentally because she had like these things inside her like demons or something like that but she had cool powers with it i so one of my favorite runs with psylocke was uh an x-force run so i don't i think we could see her in x-forces as well which would be awesome i would very much like that that team definitely be an x-force that team with with archangel wolverine deadpool and vanisher i believe even briefly after uh yeah it was that was an awesome group, and like you said, constantly dealing with that uh, the angel archangel angel thing, like trying to have him work through him stuff his stuff. Oh, and Phantom X was there too. Yeah, oh. Uncanny X Force. If you haven't read Uncanny X, I believe it's Matt Fraction, but I might be mistaken. Uh, it might be Rick Remender. Actually, I'm pretty sure. I think Rick it Remender. is Rick Remender because uh, I, I remember that name it. and not Matt Fraction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you haven't read the Uncanny X Force uh do it it's so good kid apocalypse it sounds like a dumb plot device but it's so well done mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i yeah just I'll look it up right now just to make sure i get that right i'm pretty sure it's recommender what we need yes, when we get is. angel or archangel out is i need a team up tactics card that with deadpool that references that scene where Archangel is knocked out. They're on the moon. They're trying to, to find Kid Apocalypse. And Deadpool pulls out of his utility belt a little Deadpool pop-up tent. And he gets <laughs> Archangel inside there and starts cutting off strips of his flesh to feed Archangel to keep him it's alive. so good. It it's is so messed up. It's it so is. good. Oh, man. One of the best parts hey. of that arc is that um, if it flows really well into the Uncanny Avengers. Mm-hmm where there it was a team of they called themselves avengers but it was a mix of classic avengers and x-men on the same team with like rogue and captain america kind of co-led also stellar and a lot of those plots uh kind of moved into that series really really good good use of grim reaper of all characters yeah like i had barely heard of that guy until reading that and it was like wow they did it's so good rick remender is underrated isn't that the one that had synapse as well she was an inhuman and Deadpool, Quicksilver, and who else was in that team? Havoc. Nope. Havoc was in the other team. There was like two teams that were like supposed to be kind of blending in AV, like uh, Avenger, Mutants and Avengers. Maybe I'm thinking. Yeah, I think there may have been two. Like there was probably a Kenny Avengers and something else at the same time. Uh, let's see. There was Thor, Havoc, Scarlet Witch, Rogue, Wolverine, uh, Captain America. They're on like the cover of it. Gotcha. There was oh, definitely that, one that with Quick such a good series with Quicksilver, Rogue, Deadpool, Synapse. Who was the other one? I can't remember. But yeah, it was it was. Oh, here so, we go. Yeah, that was later. That was oh, another. Okay. Uh, I see another, another Uncanny Avengers team. Looks like. Um, What's his name? Human Torch, Captain America, Rogue, Deadpool. I guess that's Synapse, Quicksilver, Doctor Voodoo, and Spider Man. Nice. 
I'm not sure who Synapse is, but she was an inhuman. She could like mess up people's brain chemistry. They actually Terry Crews's character in Deadpool 2 was actually pretty similar to what she did. She could like um, distort electrical fields and it could like break people's concentration or or you know brainstem activity and stuff. She was she was pretty cool. Um but she was like a mutant and an inhuman, or there was some like weird thing where she was kind of like brought in as like a, well, hey, now maybe the inhumans can be involved. So maybe Alyssa, this is this is the way we get some more inhumans. Just not any That's of the confusing. ones anyone's asking for. But <laughs> you're welcome, but, Alyssa. <laughs> but moving on to the last part here um is this op kit and this is coming out at adepticon uh this is insanely insanely exciting because this looks absolutely incredible so they did reveal a lot of it uh we see the full and and so a brief description here this one is called just the parker luck so good and unlike a lot of the other ones where you are playing outside the Hulk one, where you're playing, you know, a big crisis threat that uh, the heroes are banding together to stop. This time, you're effectively making your own ad hoc Sinister Six, trying to reveal Spider-Man's secret identity during a convention. <laughs> That's so good. It is I gotta so try good. To get through some more of this real quick. So here's kind of the setup, right? Oh so my God, just the first line. The entire purpose of this setup is the villains have put, and Spider-Man is putting cameras everywhere, right? He has to pay his rent. And how does he do How does he do that? He takes pictures of himself beating up villains at a convention where he was just trying to take selfies with fans. Spider-Man can interact with terrain features and put cameras on them. The tokens have notches in them, which show the angle of view that the camera is focusing on. What? He gets victory points if he dazes an enemy character within line of sight of a camera. Also, in addition to that, he has a whole bunch of really neat abilities. So to just run through this quick, he's a long mover, 5-4-3 on his healthy side. He's immune to root, stagger, and stun. 10 health, size 2. And here are his attacks. Thwip, thwip. So this is a range 4, strength 5, physical attack. After the attack is resolved, he gains power equal to the damage dealt. Stick around on a wild. After the attack is resolved, the target character gains slow. If they already have slow, they gain root instead. So him just slowing down every one of these opponents. There's a bunch of them on the map, right? You got to slow them down, get them slowed, get them rooted, waste their actions, waste their movement, waste their power. That is how you beat a group. His spender, three power, range two, six strength. Say cheese. He can choose if it's physical or energy. If this is the attack that dazes or would KO a target character and the target character is within line of sight of a camera, he scores a victory point. There's also a trigger on it where the target, I'm sorry, yeah, the target does not gain power equal to the damage dealt. Now, Ashy. Right? <laughs> so they have a whole bunch of rules for the camera's line of sight, right? If you are trying to snap a picture of Rhino while you're beating him up, you get, uh, it, it, terrain can block it. You have to be able to draw a line of sight, and it has to be a line of sight in the field of view of the notch of the camera. If the terrain is destroyed that the camera is on, the camera is also destroyed. Oh, but no. 
What is the Sinister Six trying to do? They are trying to reveal Peter Parker's identity. Those cameras can also be his downfall. When he flips to his injured side, he loses all attacks. And it is his primary focus to not get snapped with his face showing in front of those cameras. As his mask rips because he's injured. On his flip side, no attacks. He has thinking fast. He can go to Congoers like he can, I believe, on his... No, he can't do that on his healthy side. But for, for three power, he can choose a Congoer within range two. And then he places himself within one of it. And then he places the Congoer within one of him. The cosmic threat cannot be KO'd. But if it would be KO'd, the crisis team scores one victory point, then removes all damage and special conditions from this character. So how you get him down is you flip him and then take him down again. Secret identity. If this character ends its activation and is not in line of sight of a camera, it may flip its stat card to its healthy side. Do not remove any damage or special conditions from this character. So there's a very neat play here where he can get back to his healthy side. He's not removing his damage. Now, granted, on his injured side, he only has four stamina. So if he's not... So he's going to be gaining a maximum stamina of six to seven, right? But this is all about like, I just got to get around the corner out of sight of the cameras, put another mask on quick, and then I can get right back into it. Um, it's amazing. This is so incredible. There's so many little uh sprinkles they put in here like the difficulty levels narrative normal hard rent is due (laughs) (laughs) it's the hardest difficulty (laughs) one thing i will say and this wait for this this was something that uh that confused us a little bit with the unstoppable colossal that uh it does specifically state that the spider-man that you use for this is on the 35 millimeter base so oh, nice. amazing Spider-Man and Peter Parker Spider-Man both have different base sizes. This lets you know which one you're supposed to be using. Okay. So as the difficulty goes up, there's more starting cameras. And uh, what's so interesting here is the crisis threat. The, the Spider-Man can, in fact, remove cameras from the battlefield. But he also needs those cameras to get victory points himself. He can put them on terrain features and remove them. Both sides want those cameras on the field. It'll be a constant mm. back and forth, a wild scramble of Spider-Man moving around, right? And that's just, when I think of Spider-Man, it's like, okay, Vulture's up here. I got to web him up, slow him down. So I can do this thing to Rhino over here and then move them back over here. And if I can line these up, then I can hit them together. It is so perfect. It is so in character. The narr- It's just the story is on point with this i could not be more excited just at first glance this seems like the best one yet this seems so well done Mm -hmm. uh and we haven't even seen the whole thing yet because like what are these pumpkin bomb tokens so my understanding so in uh the brief description it does talk about how uh there are traps that the Sinister Six or, or the, the groups that are fighting Spider-Man are trying to get the con goers into these traps to lure Spider-Man out. So my expectation is that they get victory points when they get pictures of Spider-Man's secret identity, as well as removing con goers from uh, the board, potentially, or getting them in these traps. 
I love it so much. And people are also freaking out that there's Vulture on the cover of this. There um, sure is. We haven't seen him in any artwork. Oh, I did want to mention uh, when we were talking about the tactics cards that the cleanup card shows Scorpion and Shocker, which we expect them in here event, you know, mm-hmm. eventually we'll, we'll, we'll get them, but it's nice to see them on the images. Cause to me that shows uh, if nothing else, AMG has the rights for those characters mm-hmm. to be able to use them in the game. Doesn't ever, doesn't always mean we'll get the characters soon. Cause we saw like quake on a tactics card forever ago. We haven't seen her yet, but it means there's hope. <sighs> so Spider-Man also gets victory points for taking selfies at the cleanup phase. He could spend some power if he's within range two of a, Oh no, we've lost Dan. Um, if he's within range two of a. I hope he's coming back, maybe. But. So if he's within range two of a dazed enemy character during the cleanup phase, he can spend a little extra, almost kind of like a selfie interrogation, as we discussed earlier. Um, but just awesome. Gains additional power during the power phase, can reroll all defense and dodge dice. Um, this. <sighs> And don't be a stranger. He gets a bunch of extra movement and stuff like that. But yeah, this is this is exciting. This is only going to be at Adepticon, at least to start. And uh, I guess I, I don't know what else you could want as far as a, a perfectly narrative um, organized play kit for a convention is Spider-Man getting trapped at a convention. I, oh, I cannot wait. So... <sighs> Adepticon is going to have so much stuff. So there are once once again, I mentioned this at the top of the show on the Adepticon site. There were a few events that were like to be announced uh, organized play kit. This is it. Get a ticket to one of them. Do it. Please do yourself that favor. If you can get a spot in for Shatterpoint as well, highly suggest it. Um, Adepticon is going to be off the charts this year. We're going to potentially be there i hope uh and uh yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be really 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 exciting uh and sold out in 15 minutes so if you didn't get yeah, right. to the challenger uh there there was a wait list but it's a very small pool that wait list fills up um they will i believe make be making an announcement if there are more slots to open um but yeah between legion worlds armada x-wing uh <laughs> mcp it is going to be a huge, 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 huge Adepticon for AMG. Can't wait. That said, too, listen, there's going to be a lot more in between now and Adepticon. LVO is next week. Biggest, most beautiful, qualified championship is going to be happening next week. We're going to be streaming it all, every last bit of it we're going to be doing a bunch of interviews with players these are people that you know some of them you love some of them you love even more and listen we're going to have a whole bunch of people on omnis is going to be there uh, alexa white ben uh the montreal shark tank uh listen every every single person that you've probably seen on one of our finals one of our top tables uh from convention going is probably going to be there uh shane smith uh i don't think I think he qualified, but I don't think he's able to make it. So you, uh, yeah, you got to see it's, it's, it's really the hellfire gala of MCP 
Um, and as far as competition, we got to dress in crazy costumes for it. Oh, 100 percent. All the the danger room guys, I believe, are all going to be there. Uh, I I would be shocked if there's a podcaster for MCP that that won't be in attendance. So, oh, he didn't qualify. Never mind. I'm sorry. Uh, But but congratulations real quick to Shane for becoming the number one ranked Spider Foes player, I believe, in the country or the world. Oh, it's Ben was telling me about it yesterday, but but congrats, Shane. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, congratulations. But Ben qualified. He's going to be there. Alyssa's going to be there. Uh, it's it's going to be off the charts. Um, Taylor, myself, Dan, Danny, Lindsay. Uh, listen, the the whole squad's going. And uh, and now Ben is in the top one hundred in the world. Oh, congrats, man! Yeah, for real. All right, guys. Uh, lastly, if you've been checking out the World of Warcraft streams during the week, you will see every single day I struggle to remember every single one of the names of some of our highest supporters uh, over on the Patreon at patreon.com slash professional casual. And just real quick, we can't thank you enough for that support. Whether it's here on Twitch, whether it's listening and downloading the podcast, interacting with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All those links are right down below. We also have a couple sponsorships. Uh, one is betterhelp.com. They provide online therapy. Highly suggest them. They're, it's a service that I have gotten use out of as well. Uh, if you are thinking about needing to talk, maybe you're overwhelmed or you just need someone to talk to and finding the time to find a, a specialist in your area is very difficult. Listen, there's resources for that. Betterhelp.com slash professional casual is a way to do it. It might not be the end result for your therapy journey and your mental health journey, but it's a start Mm -hmm. and it's doable and quick. And you will be matched with a therapist that is within the qualifications that you are looking for and your specialties. And you can kind of, it's really awesome. The, The service is very good. Um, would highly suggest it and it supports us directly. So support us while supporting yourself. You know what I mean? What could be worse than that? Also, W.com, new energy drink sponsor. These guys make caffeinated and non-caffeinated, non-crash, no jitters energy drinks. Rather inexpensive overall. You buy them in a tub. It's like 20, 30, 40 servings. Uh, And the stuff is really good. They just came out with my favorite flavor, Blue. Yeah. Blue. And they have a non-caffeinated version as well. I really like these things. I'm pretty caffeine sensitive. If I have it after like 2 p.m., I am up all night. But they have a non-caffeinated version, a bunch of B vitamins and some focus stuff in there that's very good, especially for that 2, 3, 4 o'clock where you're lagging, but caffeine you know is a bad call. Uh, their non-stim is actually very, very, very good. But that supports us as well. Use code professional casual at checkout. But Leaving reviews on Spotify, Audible, uh, Audition. Listen, you can download the Audition app if you want to edit audio and and leave a review there. Uh, Amazon wish lists, leave reviews there for this show. Get us into more people's um, ear holes on their on their on their phones and their cars. It really helps us a ton. Five star reviews on any one of those platforms. Uh, tell them Big Chuck sent you. You know what I mean? Just just bring it full circle and. I saw him yesterday. I so I, I I was talking to him a little the other day. He's he really teed up and 
got me real good with a joke. Uh, brought up someone from my past that like I knew, and then just <laughs> left hooked. And I was I lost it. I I had literal hash brown. <laughs> in my nose that I was struggling to get out because I was eating a hash brown and laughed and it was um it was painful but listen the joke was worth it um but always uh, huge shout out to uh all of our supporters here on Twitch whether it's subscriptions Amazon Prime subs uh, bits uh, sound redemption stickers all that stuff really appreciate that and especially all of the patrons over at patreon.com slash professional casual network especially our king ding doppeldongers and our professional cake sitters, including Bastion, Rob, Tony Hot Hands, Leroy, Bicon, Cider Drinker, Dr. D, Devil Pup, Otis, and Dagna. And a new one. And there's a new one? Le, uh, as of less than an hour ago. I know. I had I it. Am, it doesn't count. It doesn't I count. Amazed. Who is? Iron Maze. Oh, Iron Maze. Thank you so much for I can't count it all in two hands no more. <laughs> they joined the professional cake sitter and the wow guildies. Oh, nice. Well, thank you so much. I got we really appreciate that, guys. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. And I was I was so confident I was gonna get them all that time. And knew it because I saw that early while we were streaming it out, and you still were like, I'm gonna get them all this time. I was like, I bet he didn't see that one. I, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, but thank it you. It just happened, <laughs> <laughs> but guys, thank you so much. Make sure to follow us right here on Twitch and then over on the YouTube if you want to catch this at a later point. We come out every Tuesday with this, and make sure to check out Mitch's episode, special one next week on Tuesday, no live show. But podcast version will still be out. Mitch is here talking about terrain for episode 100. Ooh. What did, I, did I forget anything, Dan? What else we got? Oh, t- just tons of stuff over at professionalcasual.com. You want blogs on WFRP 4th edition? You want a WFRP 4th edition podcast? Listen, we got it. Professionalcasual.com. Lost Omens podcast? And you hear about this wizard stuff? You know what Wizards is doing right now? All sorts of bad stuff. You want a podcast about a show that's kind of like D&D, but better? Guess what? We got it. Lost Omens every Monday. Join the throngs of people that are moving to the Lost Omens podcast. It's really exciting. Yep. Yep. Are we the next critical role? No. Are we the next unnatural 20? Yes. Some people call it a dirty 20. It's not a natural 20, but listen, you still got the 20. Was it a good role? Was it the DC? I don't know. Oh, it's all relevant. Dirty twenties would have been a great name for that show. Yeah, it would have been actually. <laughs> yeah, two years too late, <laughs> right? But there's a ton of it out there, guys, uh, and you can check out video for that over on the YouTube as well if you want to get a taste. Because all of the video for all of those shows and episodes a week early are over on the Patreon as well. Get access to the Discord. Guess what? It's free now. If you are in this chat right now, if you are in Twitch chat and you are not on our Discord, hit exclamation point Discord. That'll give you the link to join the Discord. Or free, a, a special freemium version cool. of the Discord. And if you want to join the WoW Guild, same thing. Exclamation point, Guild. It'll let you know where we're at, what we're doing. Let's form a community. Let's have a great time together. What else? I love you. I love you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Have a good week. We'll see you actually a whole ton very soon. Yeah, right. We'll be on here a lot. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. 
If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny? I'll tell you. On Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also, streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can check out, oh yeah, the power phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolforp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder second edition actual play. And on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got, wait, did I roll a wild, our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash the professional casual.